Thank you to our four sponsors for supporting our podcast. Johnny Russell's Art Caterers and Milktown Pies, Alexander Grace Law, Jez and Lisa's Spoonful of Sweets and SPE Furnishings. Links to their websites are available in the show notes and on our website. Don't forget to subscribe to get all the latest episodes as soon as they're released. Morning, Joe. Or evening, uh, Joe, I should say. It's all right. I Good watched. morning. Did you play in the Worsley Cup final? I watched that. I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. Um, yeah. I've actually heard quite a lot about you or from really? uh, Keith Fairclough. Rusty, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who uh, he, he <laughs> said to me, I had to I had to bring up something about the catchers or something. Catch a match, Fairclough. Beat I said that, catch yeah. Catch a match. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's on somewhere. I can't remember. <laughs> Not doing too bad. Good to see you, Gary. Yeah, you too, Alan. How are you doing? Uh, fair to Midland. Fair yeah. to Midland. Right. When, when, uh, when they said you, you were coming on the other day, I, I figured somebody would be at, might be having to help you out with the tech. <laughs> but little did I think it'd be Graham. Oh, no, <laughs> mate. Bless you. It's been good fun here watching this. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I say, Evan, you're looking very well, much better. <laughs> How can you see? Hey, you same as me, you. That gruesome juice at Bush's house, <laughs> dear me. You need to press the bloody button, Stan, it's not on. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I thought they were on here, eh? No, I'm not on mute. Joe, have you muted me? No, we can hear you, we can't see you. Well, leave, right. leave it that way. <laughs> oh, he's here. Oh. I thought we were just going to put a face here on. Don't see me. We can see you can now. Can now. Yeah. I can see me. Yeah, we can, we can see you. No, we can see you, Stan. You'll, uh, you'll have to forgive me. I haven't had any tea, so I'll be darting up and down for a cuppa and some toast. Big, big coaching. It won't be any harm, not eating. Hello everyone and welcome to the award-winning Lower House Cricket Club podcast, The Housecast. So please subscribe, like, friend it, family it, whatever else you do on the social medias and hopefully next week year we can win that trophy instead of coming second. Um, well, what a show we've got tonight. We've got an array of high-quality guests, some legends, but they're all bloody good blokes, all fantastic <laughs> lads and we can't wait to discuss and and talk through great memories at Lower House Cricket Club. But first, if I just go to, uh, introduce and welcome our hosts that we've got who are back on and helping me out with this podcast. Good evening, Joe Martin. How are you? Very well, thank you, Jess. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Good. Walked up Hol- Holcomb Hill today. Did you really? That, yeah, got to the top. Was all right. A bit tired, but, uh, but yeah, had a really good day. With, that with the dog? Yeah, with my little dog and, uh, and Lisa was not working today, so that was a nice little trot. What about you? How's, you? 
How's your job going now, Joe? You settled in okay? Yeah, excellent, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's been great. Very, really good, good team. Um, yeah. And I see Stan every day. He doesn't work on that team, but <laughs> he, he pops he pops in every now and again to the, uh, that's to the office. Good. Yeah, right. In your office, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. You're doing a bit of recruiting, aren't you? You're working well, through some sort of recruitment. <laughs> I've heard a little story today. Uh, so part of my job is for uh, understanding teacher recruitment in England, uh, and yeah. I was wasn't really paying attention, and I read something about blind recruitment, <laughs> and uh, and I got the and I'm completely misunderstood, and I was wondering out what we could do to help you know oh get blind teachers into the um, <laughs> into the profession. And it's a completely different thing, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good lad, Joe. Good lad, Joe. Anyway, uh, enough of that. You see you're in the West End room again. You've now elected us there. Uh, the other co-host, um, Gary Morris. It's good to see you again, Gary. Hi, Jez. Yeah, good to see you. And uh, good to be back on with the uh, Ice, uh, Ice Cast crew. It's uh, fantastic. We're really looking forward to tonight. Uh, I think it's going to be... a uh, going to be a belter looking at the uh, rogues gallery we've got in front of us yeah, um, and I think stuff. now we've put season to bed as well I think we can, yeah. we've got a bit more latitude haven't we with um, what we can do uh, with with these casts and, um, yeah. And, yeah. And, and mix them up a bit and uh, yeah this is going to be a good one that's a great backdrop Gary did you paint it yourself I did uh, Stan yeah it's uh, I did it left handed can you believe <laughs> <laughs> Gary, brilliant! Thanks very much for coming on and assisting. We didn't we didn't know how many we'd have on here, so it. Uh, but I, it's really good to have the likes of Joe and Gary on just to help me through with this. Um, so for this evening's podcast, which hopefully will get out well before Christmas, so you can all have a good Christmas listen, we're going to talk through uh, a really significant season within the club's history. It was a season nineteen eighty two. Um, the club, the first team finished runners-up that season. But before we go into that, let me just go through a few guests that we've got on. You've obviously heard, all heard Stan's here. So welcome, Stan, and thanks for coming on. How are you doing? Uh, it's a pleasure to uh, to be asked and to be on again, Jez. I'm doing very well, thank you. Round of golf this morning. And um, I just finished doing some cricket coaching with our uh, JPP players. So, yeah, it's nice uh, it's nice to be on uh, in a relaxing situation because normally, of course, it's helpful leather during the season. Yeah, and you're relaxing now. You've we had that chat about the end of the season. Everything uh, you, you're calming yourself down, and the, the, the square's been put to bed, and just getting yeah, it back into your coaching. Just yeah, I just got a few things to do on the ground. I'd like to cut the outfield and spike it before the weather gets too bad. I'd like to spike the square. Yeah, and the bonfire needs reseeding, but I suspect we're just getting a little bit too cold for that now. Yeah, yeah, as it made a massive mess, it's obviously a, a really good success, and we'll keep the club going for the next 12 months. It's has it made a real mess? No, it hasn't actually. We've been dead lucky because normally it's been pelting it down immediately after the bonfire finishes, so you can't get on it to sweep it up and, and, and shovel it up. Well, this, yeah. time, this time it was bone dry. Dave Waddington's done a great job. Uh, it was like shoveling cotton wool. It was easy peasy. Really? Oh, good. So, so we've got it up up uh, inside a day. 
Uh, all the nails picked up, etc. It's just a case now of scarifying, reseeding it, etc. We're well ahead in terms of that because sometimes I'm still doing that in the middle of December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not uh, it's not easy, but I think you know I see your frustration every year watching the ground burn. But I think we all agree that it's a real it's a real benefit to the club and to the community. Massive, and you did ask me, Jez. Um, it's probably the smallest burn area that we've had for a while. Really? Uh, it's still big. It's probably the size of a centre circle. Right. Uh, but in the past, it's been much bigger. Right, brilliant. Brilliant. No, that's great. Thanks, Stan. Right, we'll go up to... Um, I don't really know how to describe you two sat there. It's a bit like them two were sat on that balcony in the Muppet Show. But well, yeah, welcome. Well, <laughs> welcome, Alan Holden and Graham Bushell, who are cuddling up on the screen at Bush's uh, house. Welcome, you two. How are you both going on? Thanks very much. Yeah, fine. Fine, thanks. Fine. Fine. Very quietly. Yeah. It's good to see yeah. some uh, old faces and some uh, yeah. new ones. You're there. A long time yeah. just to see Gary. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, the, really appreciate you both coming on. Thanks very much. But I think the biggest okay. thanks thanks has got to go to Shirley. Uh, we've, <laughs> Again. We've, we've been trying to get on for the last two hours. There's been buttons pressed, Graham. Shouting at Shirley, shouting, Shirley shouting back. No, another, another member of the 82 side and a you know a long-standing great opening bowler of the of Lower House Cricket Club is Roger Bromley. Welcome, Roger, and thanks for coming on. How are you? You're welcome. I'm fine, thank you. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to this. Yeah, good. Much going on. Are you up to much in the the winter months? Uh, Burnley Football Club running your life and yeah, yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's uh, just football at the moment. Yeah, good. Do you want to comment, you know, officially on the housecast as to how uh, that that defender didn't get sent off on Saturday? I'd, I'd just no, I'd, I'd, it's just ridiculous. But it seems to happen every week. Not not just that one incident. We all seem to have an incident to talk about after the game. Where it's just absolutely scandalous. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's outrageous. Smaller clubs, isn't it? But anyway, let's get on to tonight and let's have a, a good evening. So our final guest, and uh, this is a, a lad who played for, for Law House in 1982, played all his professional career for Wellington in New Zealand, played numerous test matches, making his debut at Lords in 1982, played well over 150 first-class games. Welcome, Evan Gray. How are you going, Evan? Good, and it's a, a delight to be here and, and catching up with everyone again after, what is it, you said 39 years before? Yeah. It's like to feel old. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's incredible, isn't it, when you think 39 years ago. So how's things for yourself at the moment, Evan, over in New Zealand with the, the problem that's going on around the world? Of, uh, how's New Zealand managing that? Well, we've been pretty lucky, really. I, I think we've been a bit slow in the rollout of the vaccine, but... Um, right. Uh, you know, it's and we're opening up all the, the whole of the country at the minute. Auckland's been in lockdown for 13 weeks. And right. We haven't seen our daughter for six months. She's a right. police officer in uh, in South Auckland. But in fact, last right. night the, behind us here, there's a retirement village, and there's an outbreak of COVID there. Yeah. So it's oh, it's right. everywhere. Okay. You just got to live okay. with it as long as you're vaccinated and you do the right things and got to go yeah. on with it. Exactly. No, that's that's perfectly right, Evan. And uh, and hopefully we we'll carry on sports back in uh, up and running. Um, 
see we, we've had a few, some email exchanges. You know, and the cricket's going very well, I think, Evan. I do, you know, I believe, I, I don't know what the other lads think on this group, but New Zealand are always, I think they're everyone's, everyone in New Zealand loves them to bits, but they're probably everyone's second team in international cricket. You know, they, they are a pleasure to watch. And in that T20, you know, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, how do you see that going and, and the tour next year to England? Yeah, well, I hope it goes well. It's yeah. it's interesting you, you, with the, and, and England, Australia will probably, um, England will probably find when they go down under, touring yeah. for the sides is hopeless at the moment. That they, you know, with the lockdown everywhere and people yeah. are pulling out with, you know, they're overdoing MIQ and being locked yeah. down and, um, but no, that New Zealand. We, we actually start tonight, uh, tomorrow night. I think it is in India. Poor old right. Ross Taylor's coming straight out of lockdown. He hasn't had a hasn't had a game since the uh, right. last test against India. And yeah. the next game he plays will be a test match tomorrow against India in India. It is. It's. I mean, it, it's <laughs> interesting to see. And you know, the, the cricketers. You know, people will look and think, well, they, you know, they lock down in fantastic hotels and and great areas, but it, it, mentally it must be. You know, soul destroying to be in the same place for month after month after month. I don't know, uh, you know, how they cope with it really. But, uh, but you know, but Salavi, you know, the, at least there's some cricket being played. Evan, can we just? We're going to start. We're going to talk at length here. There's there's so much to discuss and so much to bring the lads in and and to talk through the time at Law House. But it's it's great. History shows us within these podcasts that the spectators like to know quite a lot about the, the various guests that come on, whether professional cricketers or, or the amateur cricketers. Can you just run us through your early years and, and you're coming through into getting into the Wellington, you know, first team and, and the, the junior side of that, how that went? Yeah, well, you know, I was um, lucky enough to be in primary school rep sides and with the likes of Bruce Edgar yeah. and Robert Vance. Um, played pretty steady cricket right through college, made various... Uh, Wellington under rep sides. Well, I did make them and New Zealand school sides. Uh, went to Australia to with the New Zealand secondary schools team to play Cookaburra Shield. Yeah, uh, who would have been there? David Hooks was playing in that in, in that carnival. Dave Watmore. Um, we actually won that, and then we came back, and I made New Zealand under twenty three, under twenty, and. Um, and into the Wellington team in 1975-76. Right. And pretty much never looked back, had a, a slowish start. But I think the thing that made that Wellington side, and from probably not late 70s right through the 80s, we were the pretty much the dominant side in New Zealand. Though Peter Fulton might have different ideas, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the... Yeah. Um, the game that I do remember is a game we lost and it was, we played Australia at the basin and it was like the, uh, the Wellington secondary school side playing the world 11 because they had Chapel, <laughs> Chapel, Walters, um, O'Keefe, yeah. Marsh, you know, they had the whole lot. And yeah. we bowled them out for about 95 and right. no, 140. Then we, they bowled us out for a hundred and then Greg Chapel got a magnificent hundred and they left us, just on somewhere just under 300 to score in the last afternoon and we got bowled over for about 280 285 right. so it's a good game yeah but the thing that i remember and they didn't have to give us the time of day that they invited us into their dressing room every night six o'clock and yeah. the place was loaded with um four x cans and they just wandered around and chatted to us and treated yeah. us like equals and i've never forgotten that in fact i've caught up with a number of them since kerry o'keefe certainly and i reminded him of it and uh yeah 
brilliant, fantastic memories for you and and playing through that, you know, that period with those cricketers, you know, Cranky, what um you know, you know, what what a time that must have been with, with such great cricketers. A um, little bit of research that we've done around, you know, your stat seven and, and playing for, you know, you're a one, you're a one province player. You've only played for Wellington in all your career, and it, it, I find this stat quite, uh, quite fantastic. That you, the player, you're the player in the New Zealand's history to score over four thousand runs and take three hundred and fifty wickets for the same province. That's that, that's some feat, and to play for the same. Province. Did you ever get approached to go play anywhere else, or did you ever look at moving on towards the end of your your career? No. Um, at once, right at the end, I thought maybe I could go out where where I am at t- today in Northern Districts. But no, I've always been sort of followed the same club, province. Yeah, you know, it's uh, one. You know, fantastic. And then, you know, you've played your first class career. We'll come on to the to the your time with us. But you've played, you know, you know, a lot of test matches against some fantastic, uh, fantastic countries, and now you've, and then you got into umpiring. Is the, you know, do you want to talk us through some of those test matches and some of the tours that you've um, been on, and anything significant? Yeah, well, we were. I was. I did two tours to England, eighty three and eighty six. Um, Australia, India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, three times. Um, Sharjah. I guess the, the, the things that stand out. Um, in Sri Lanka in 1987, I think it was, and I was actually playing quite well then. And yeah. we, at the end of the first test um, it, in Colombo, we were back at our hotel waiting to go down to actually to the Australian High Commission to have a barbecue to celebrate Chats, you and Chatfield's 100th test wicket. And we're yeah. just at reception downstairs, and suddenly there's a loud boom. And um, a bomb had gone off in the bus depot just down the road. And I'm I'm trying to sort of remember, but it it, it would be less than a kilometre away, and yeah. 120 killed, and yeah. um, our, our our tour was then called off. Well, we stayed another week, where they tried to convince us to stay, and yeah. then we had a vote on it, and it was nine six to come home. Right. Um, okay. Australia was fantastic. The test that I remember. And in fact, you'll remember it. Well, you may not remember it, but um, I swapped jumpers at the end of it with Tony Dottermate. Um, the um, it was a test, and if you can Google it, which was a, well, two things happened in the game. One that Andrew Jones um, nicked one down the leg side, and the Australian keeper Greg Dyer dived across and caught it, but then he dropped it, and then he um, he picked it up and held it up in the air, and um, Jones he was given out and walked off, and the um, umpires uh, the. I think it was um, Tony Gregg saw it. Yeah, he blew up over it. Uh, and yeah. Dyer never played for Australia again. Uh, and at the end of that test, um, we looked like losing it at T. And in the last over, um, Danny Morrison was bowling to, I think, to Whit, to Mike Whitney, and um, hit him dead. You know, like yeah. it was going under middle. And they gave it not out. And we drew the test and lost the series 1 0. Right. It's, you know, since then, uh, you know, it's been, you know, I've come and met Alan Border again, um, Rod Eswick last year at the Basin, um, yeah. Merv Hughes, many of the guys that I've, I've played, um, the match manager uh, from Sri Lanka, 
who I can't remember his name, he's my Sri Lankan test wicket. Um, it's been a privilege to, you know, to sort of catch up with all these guys again. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm, as I say, you know, 40 years on, I'm still involved in cricket. Fantastic. And that's, and that's the beauty of cricket, isn't it? That's, you know, how, how well it is and how you have all those memories and keep in touch with those people. Is there any, you know, I don't want to hog all this, is there anything from any of the other guys before we move on to, to Evans umpiring in his, at the end of his career and, go, and then move on to Law House? Go on, Joe Martin. Um, now, it's really interesting, Evan, can I add? Um, but what was it like sort of playing for New Zealand at, at that time in the, in the 80s? Well, um, it, it, we had a good side, yeah. yeah. And, and um, but I do remember actually, and it, and it sort of involved Lower House because I, 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 I was twenty-seven, I think I was. Thought, oh yeah, I've had a pretty good career. I'm never going to play for New Zealand, but I'd like to have an opportunity to travel the world and, you know, through cricket. And that's how I came to sign with Lower House. And I remember Wendy and I arriving in London. And I went to a barbecue at a, at a friend's place in London and I thought, oh, I'm never going to play at Lord's, so I might just pop in there and see it for five minutes. So on the way, um, I stuck my nose and it was a fag end of an MCC versus India game and I had a beer by the mound stand and then left and thought, oh, well, at least I've seen Lord's. And then it was on up to Lower House, had a fair season, then back when New Zealand A-side to Australia, had a great tour. And then next thing you know, I'm making my debut at Lords. So it was uh it was funny the way things worked out. And it was um but you know the England guys I can still remember we played there in um 86 again and we played Middlesex at the start of the tour. And um first first night we go and there's a for those that know Lords, there's a bar right outside I think it's called the, the Lords Tavern, just outside the gates of, of the outside the Grace Gates. We wandered in there and Gats says, um, come on boys, my shout. And he was the Middlesex captain, he shouted the whole New Zealand side. So um yeah, it was they were good guys and um that we played against England lads were great and the New Zealand guys were good and we had a hell of a good side, obviously based around um Richard Hadley and and Martin Crow. That um they were fabulous players. Yeah, well, Floppy uh, we always thought that you'd play for Laura uh, when you were at Laura Ace. We always said to you that you'd play for England uh, for New Zealand. <clears throat> we knew you'd play test cricket, but when you were at our place. You were that good. Yeah, it's kind of you. Yeah, here, yeah, here. Yeah. Just yeah. Uh, hold, one, hold on one second, sorry. Um, oh. <laughs> you fell yeah. off your chair? I, uh, I need a chair. This is... Oh, yeah. So in, my, in the office that I work in at the cricket club, there's lots of like, memorabilia and stuff. And this is up on, on the wall, just above where I work. And it's... How long do you think this has been here, Sam? Quite a long time. Well, I what, what date is that? There's a date on it. Is it 83 or 86? I can't remember that for. Uh, 80s, uh, the, it says uh, Lower Professional 1982 and first test at Lords 1986. Okay. Oh, okay. That was the, the test we played at Lords on 86. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. drew that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm going to hazard a guess, Joe, 1986. Correct. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just thought, uh, do you still have, do you still have any of, of your New Zealand kicks? Like your jumper or your cap or anything. Uh, yeah, I've got my cap. You got your cap. Excellent. Oh, fantastic. Evan, I'm sure we have we have one of your caps. I'm sure. Yes, I remember sending one across. Yeah. Yeah, you did. You did. You sent it off for for auction uh, when we were in uh, in dire financial straits 
for the 25th time. Um, <laughs> and we were so touched, Ken Smalley made the decision that we weren't going to auction it because we valued it so much. And it, mm. uh, it remained with Ken until his passing. Uh, and um, a number of us have, have, have had the pleasure of keeping the cap uh, for uh, a few years and then rotating it. So it's never left, it's never left uh, people at the club, Evan, and it was a lovely gesture of yours. But as I say, we couldn't bring ourselves to, to auction it. We just treasured it so much. In fact, really, we could probably think about putting that in a case, I think. Yeah, dear, yeah. Definitely. Maybe tear up. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait till, we, wait till we get going. So, Evan, um, <laughs> you, you, your cricket career finished, and it's interesting to read around, you know, about yourself on Wikipedia and other, and other areas about the umpiring career you had. Was that something you'd planned as opposed to going into coaching or leaving cricket completely? Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm still coaching um, young kids. Um, well, I New Zealand Cricket did this fast-track programme to, um, to encourage former first-class players to get into umpiring, and I stuck my name forward for that. I got selected, and, with, uh, and, yeah, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think about the third game I ever umpired was a, a first-class game with actually with Billy Bowden. And I remember at um, Queenstown, actually, it was Chris Harris was bowling yeah, to Michael Paps. No, Michael Paps was keeping. Can't remember the batsman. He nicked it. Um, Paps, he dropped it onto his foot, then picked it up. And um, I'm looking at Billy at square leg to see what the hell's happened. I, I didn't think it had hit the ground. And Billy's sort of looking all over the show at Queenstown, <laughs> admiring the view. And because um, before that, he'd said, look, just look at me. He says, I'll help you out. And... Um, so I, I gave it out, and Harry says, didn't you see a nick at EJ? And I said, well, of course I did. And I said, um, I was looking for a bit of advice from your friend over there. He said, well, don't, don't rely on him. Anyway, I went over to Billy, and I said, listen, mate, I've played enough cricket. Don't you look away, and don't you tell me nothing I need to know and everything I don't need to know. Yeah. Um, so we didn't get off on a great start. Yeah. <laughs> He's still going round. I'll see him in Hamilton next Tuesday. Because he got a bit of bad press, didn't he, at the end of his, oh, he's, he's, his he's test career? Yeah, yeah, he's a fine it. umpire. He's just eccentric. Yeah, yeah, eccentric. A little bit like our first eleven wicketkeeper. But anyway, <laughs> that, that's another story. So, Edwin, you've you know that's fantastic insight into your uh, international career and your first class career. And we could go on forever and ever. And I'm sure the lads, or if we can get you back on in the future, we can keep you know keep reminding ourselves what a great career you had and what a great fellow you are. Can we just talk through? The circumstances prior to 82 of you signing a contract or being approached to come and play as a professional in the Lancashire League or in the league, how did that come about? Well, I'm trying to remember. I know I did it through Derek Parker. Okay. Um, and I'd yeah. maybe seen an advert or I, I can't remember how it first right at the start, but I remember having numerous letters from Derek. Summer, I've still got them and I understand he's only passed away in the last few years um but he was very good to me and he, he got me in touch with lower house um and sort of letters went backwards and forwards between him and me and uh, and the club i can still remember the the fee that i got for my first year or for the year at lower house um, you what three quid <laughs> you want to know yeah go on yeah it was three thousand seven hundred pound Oh, I don't know if that was good, bad, or indifferent. No, no. Anyway, um, it was. I, I was happy with it, and yeah. um, 
opened an account with Lloyd's Bank. They were, they were thrilled to get so much money. And yeah. um, so I um, we arrived there and um, met at, uh, in fact, I was a day late coming. I think we got met at, would it be Manchester? No, mm. would it be Wigan Station or Manchester? Where, no, Manchester. Where would, was it Cl- Clifford yeah. and someone else met us? And I can't right. remember who else it was. Where did Darrell last you know, Bill Fielding? Could have been. And then... Um, they took us, and I don't know why, but it, and I'm I'm still in touch with this place on Facebook. They we they thought, oh, Kiwi bull, whack him on a farm somewhere. So, Sabden, you're in Sabden. You're in Sabden. Number four, the field, Sabden. The place was built in about 1500. The, the the roof was only about five foot eight, <laughs> but it was lovely. And it was a guy, Tom Hill, who who owned it, and we were in his other flat. And I and, and funny enough about. God, about 20 years later, 25 years later, I, I got a, a message from someone that I didn't know who had been in the Isle of Man or the Isle of Wight, you know, yeah. Kiwis, and they'd met Tom, and he said, do you know Evan Gray? And um, and they didn't, but they got in touch with me and passed on some correspondence from him. Fantastic. Fantastic. Alan, can I bring you in at that? You know, myself and Gary and Stan... I've been involved in when the, the committee are looking at the, the professionals, etc. Can you? What was the circumstances around that era of signing professionals? Did you get much say in it? No, Clifford used to just come up to me and say, "I've got him." <laughs> right, <laughs> and that were it. <laughs> right, that were it. No matter. And then I found out it were Evan. Yeah. From from then on, oh, his his, his record proved itself. Sorry, Jez, just as a point of information, I've just Googled <laughs> what £3,000 was in 19, would be worth now. And it would actually be worth over £10,000. So we probably we probably paid a, a more reasonable fee than we were we were renowned for because we, yeah. we, we did spin some, some professionals. And yeah. just on the yeah. subject of value, I don't know if you remember, the, when Evan and Wendy were introduced at a, at a Meet the Pro Night, and it was quite a big... <laughs> It was quite a big event, uh, and the place, I remember the place was packed. <laughs> yeah, the place was the place was packed out, and and Everton, I think, had just signed Andy Gray for over a million pounds, and uh, and Jack Hayes gave Evan the biggest build-up you've ever heard, and said, "Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you our new professional." Andy Gray. <laughs> 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 we were cockahoot because we just paid three thousand seven hundred for somebody that. <laughs> Fantastic! I remember that. Brilliant, brilliant. So, Lofty, just going back to yourself then. So, Clifford, you know, you know, bless you, Clifford's only passed in the last couple of years, and what a stalwart he was, and you know the work he did tirelessly for the cricket club. Who would have done the research around the players, around the professionals at that time, Alan? Because David Wren wouldn't have been involved like he was in the nineties no, and two thousand. No, Clifford. Clifford had a good rapport with uh, Derek Parker. He, right, he were good mates with Derek, and yeah. um, I think Clifford then, at that time, went through Derek Parker and. Uh, were it Jack Simmons and stuff like that? Yes, yeah. To have a look at our our professionals, Derek always had a, a good uh, affinity with with Laura. He, he loved Laura. He said Derek Parker. Yeah. He, he right. thought they were brilliant. Oh, that's so, good. That's know, good. I think uh, we haven't ca- when he came, he balanced the side out perfectly. Really, we um, left arm seamer, yeah. and two right armers, 
And yeah. then when you got a slow left arm spinner, I thought that's a great balance in a team. Yeah. What's the winning yeah. formula? But yeah. apparently I didn't bowl you alone enough, lad. Well, we, we might come on to that, Lofty. We'll see. We'll see. We've had some... Apparently. Yeah, but do you think that that would have been intentional on Clifford's part, do you think? I was no. just going to ask that. That's on my list of questions. No, it? It Whoever planned that is fantastic. What don't, don't forget that, uh, that Clifford... Um, yeah, it took a great interest in the professionals. And I'll never forget at Rottenstall when we signed uh, Manzo or Eli. We played at Rottenstall and Clifford, I was in the change rooms and Manzo was. And Clifford said to Manzo, <laughs> he said, basically Manzo, he said, the professional will bowl from one end. And if he doesn't, he'll bowl from the other end. Bless him. So we've got uh, you've you, you've landed in the country, Evan. You've you've getting yourself settled in. What's your what's your initial thoughts of the club and and the players? Obviously, Lofty, you know, he's a very a sociable and and a lovely fella that would introduce you and get get you know as good a, a foundation for you within the club. How did you feel for that first week building up to the first game? Um, I think it was a bit of a shock to Wendy that the the, the culture. Um, yeah. The um, especially when we arrived at the sort of cottage in Sabden, yeah, and um, it, yeah, it, it was it was really quaint, but it yeah. wasn't what she was used to. And I said, "Look, right. we'll all be fine, you know, just just chill out and and enjoy it." And very, I think the next day, where Cliff came and got us, and we took us off to God, what's the town down the road? Is it Clitheroe? Yeah, and. Um, to buy us a TV or rent a TV. And then he he took us to, um, I can't think of the guy's name, but he had a garage up Jerry. sort of above Lower House on the hill. Jerry Dawson. Jerry Dawson. And we bought a 77 V-Dub Golf, which um, got us around beautifully down to London all over the show. Yeah. But the, I do remember the night driving home when the brakes failed. And... Oh. Um, <laughs> I had to sort of negotiate all the hills and back into Sabden on the bloody handbrake. And <laughs> I just still don't know how I did it. You know, yeah. like in second gear with my handbrake. And then I got it back into Lower House and back to him. And he was able, he said, Oh, okay, I'll fix them for you then. If they don't go, yeah. you might need them. Yeah, they might not go again. Oh, fantastic. So then we go into. Um, we're going into to the first game of the season. What are your memories of that first game of the season? Well, we, we had a practice game, I think, against Blackburn Northern. Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah. Blackburn Northern, yeah. 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 And I got some runs and a few, I got 50 and some wickets, and we're playing right on the edge over by the road. So I was able to hit, hit a couple out of the ground, which I don't do very often. And um, and it gave me a little bit of confidence. And then in the game against, and I've got to, I went through the things the other day, I don't know why, Haslingdon, um, Brian Higgins, he, he got th- 78, Tripp got 30, Stan got 30-odd, I think, and I think I got 33. And then, um, of course, the game, Bush got, you got four, yeah. Lofty got one for 20, and then I come on and finish it with a hat-trip. And, um, yeah. and I can still see, because I didn't know all about collections and things then, but I was, uh, and I could, I remember after the second wicket, I looked round and there was Cliff running down to the um, to the gate with a to lock the gates and charge every bugger to get out and um, to do a collection in case I got the hat trick. And I think it was a stumping, but I can't remember. 
Brian stumped the guy. I think it it was. Iggy tells me frequently. Yeah. 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 And he kept very well to me. He made. He he really. Um. He he did help me with um with my bowling because he was. uh, you know, he was a, a chatty keeper and, and kept me up and um, he was really encouraging and it made me, you know, the bowler I was for the year. So I had a lot of appreciation of his keeping. Yeah, brilliant, uh, Evan. Thanks uh, thanks for that. Yeah, we saw that with the hat trick there. So it should, it would prompt some memories. Lofty, your first, your, you know, the first game of the season, you're the captain. You know, let's, you know, let's not beat about the bush. You're the decent size side there Alan what were your thoughts and, and how do you see that first game going if you can remember much about it well the, fir- the first game we, uh, we, we we didn't do a bad total and uh, as I said we, Evan's first game I was trying to suss it out and then he comes up with a bloody hat trick doesn't he yeah. <laughs> so it's a bit uh, it's a bit daunting that second game what do I do how do yeah. I ball him uh, when does he come on and one thing or another when you've got three including me decent medium pace bowlers you see at yeah. that time Laura House had got a well balanced sign for the first time in a long time yeah and that would have to be carried on to be a team not just individuals it had to be you've got to remember Jess before that we were Mickey Mouse before yeah. Before eighties, we were treading water, and then yeah. we started to be somewhat like a side, not Fanta. My ambition was to be as professional as Aslinden were in, in that era. Aslinden yeah. were the be all and end all. They had best shirts, best ties, best muddy boots, best everything. Yeah. You know? And and Laura Ice went out with spring vests. Flip-flops and, and all sorts of that. Make it sweat. Yeah. And it was a case of building a team. Now, people are on about me under-bowling Evan. Now, for me to keep a side together, if I had a bowl Evan from one, one end all season, where would Roger have gone? Where would Graham have gone? Would I have had to pack in? Team. We might not have had them next year, which we didn't. So you've got to, like, build the side up. We, we lost John Hartley two seasons before. We got this fella. Now, if we'd have got John Hartley and kept him, it would have been a tour for a different ball game. I wouldn't have come. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> we got to do I, I promise you. Ball, I, pro- John. I, I promise you where you're back. Uh, but... Uh, no, it, it's no. it's one of them things. We knew we'd got a good one, but it was out to use that good one. Yeah, and the, that's the right. great points, Alan. That, you know, the great points there, and and it's all right. You know, there's people asking questions about what happened here and why didn't we do this and why didn't we do the other. As you've pointed out, there's a fantastic side there, and it's worth it's worth mentioning that you know back then some of the younger listeners might not realise, but any bowler could bowl as many overs as they wanted, you know, yeah. for, you know mm. from one end and, you know, 34 over game, you could literally... Eight ball have, overs, you say? Yeah, eight ball overs, bowling, you know, you know, bowling, you, you 17 overs from one end. So, Rog, can you just come in here and just describe, because we bumped into each other, myself and Roger, just, just last week, 
and I didn't realise this that Roger was injured for the start of the season. What can you remember that, Rog? And what was your injury? Oh, it's it's which injury? Um, <laughs> it, was <knock laughs> it was knock his knuckle from a bad domino session. <laughs> uh, which one was it? Um, I think it was my ankle. Um, right. But I, I don't think I played until end of May. But uh, so it was Lofty and Bush and uh, Evan that were doing all the bowling. Mm. I, I th- it, it, and it's a tough ask just for three bowlers. And uh, but I've been looking at the scorecards for uh, start of the, that season and you all bowl very well. Um, but I think it was just the workload that was, uh, it was probably too much for, for two seamers. And, uh, it is, yeah, yeah. Anyway, when I when I was fit, I, I got back in, and to be fair, the the bowl was very rarely let, let us down. Looking at the scorecards, my, yeah. my observation, uh, obviously having played all season, was that I never came off a game thinking that uh, the seamers had been over bowled and Evan had been under bowled. Uh, and I, I do know it was a topic of conversation amongst amongst some of the spectators. But as, as you've pointed out, we had three really, really good seam bowlers. I think Roger thirty wickets, and you, and Lofty and, uh, and and Bush had forty four and forty seven, or very similar. Now those today today's seam bowlers would kill for figures for figures like that, uh, or yeah. statistics like that. So, as I say, to, just to repeat myself, I never came off a game and I don't look back and think that uh, uh, Evan was under bowled. Obviously, you can look at stats and you can say, well, what if, what if, what if, what if? But seriously, to me, it was, an, it was, an, it was a, a fallacious arg- argument or discussion point. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what Evan, Evan sort of thinks. But then you've got to balance an attack. We played on wickets. Some, we played on uncovered wickets at the time, and some wickets were conducive to, to seam bowling and not spin bowling, uh, and it was rarely the other way around. Rarely the other way around. Um, so that's my observation. Can I just come in? Fair observation. Um, if you look at if the overall picture, we went into the last game of the season with a possibility of winning that league. So whatever had gone on in that, you know, over the full uh, full league, you know, we went to the last game of the season and it was only by one point that we lost the, the championship. Yeah. So we didn't yeah. do so much wrong, did we, really? We probably no. we probably lost the odd game where we should have won. Yeah. But that's the only thing yeah. we did wrong. Yeah. Well, we were also unlucky with uh, no results. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. With a couple of no results against bottom sides. Hmm. And, yeah, uh, that didn't help us. No, no. So, so we moved. You know, a fantastic start from Evan and a great win from the team. And as we've said, there's some good players mm-hmm. there. And I've got to assume that you know confidence is high and and people are getting informed. The next game, Evan, you got. Uh, I think you got a seven for did you? A seven or a six for? Yeah, yeah you got... Nelson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah six eighteen. Yeah, can that, you remember? That was a real shock to the system that because we went to the left and went, there's a big shopping mall, I think, in Nelson. And Wendy and I went shopping there. And um, we came out, it was snowing. I'd never, you know, what the hell was going on? <laughs> so I rushed back in and got some more warm clothes. And um, 
we played the game. In fact, came off a couple of times for snow. And I do remember um, it was my introduction to afternoon tea at what the hell is it? Pork pie, mushy peas, or something? Is that what you have for afternoon <laughs> tea? Yeah. I, am peas, I, yeah. could, I couldn't look at that. <laughs> Stand up, double 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 L peas. <laughs> no, well, Higgy won for sure. Higgy, Higgy, definitely. Yeah. But we won. Neil Radford was the pro there, and I went oh. on to, in my test debut, to play against Neil. He, oh, good. Yeah, we're a yeah. good player with Neil. Yeah. yeah, it was. And again, they, as you've said there, Evan, that's interesting. You talk about uh, Higger, you know, because a lot of we've had Brian on here a few times, and you know, he's played so long for the club, and you know, what a great wicketkeeper he was. And it, it, that is so nice of you saying that he did help your. You know, your bowling and your career when you first came into the Lancashire League, there had two stumpings in that game against Nelson. Yeah. Oh, did he? Okay. Um, yeah. I'm just yeah. looking at the things. Bush got wickets, I got wickets. Um, yeah. Actually, Brian got 35 and I ended up blocked it for 26, not out. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm just going back to the first game. That Who was that guy that opened the batting? He was quite a good opening bat for Haslinden, a well-known Brian name in the league. Brian Brian yeah, and then they had Rob Bentley as the pro. He was a decent player. Yeah, yeah, Haslund, a good side. Then you know you look at yeah. the players in there; they're a fantastic side. So that's a good win, Lofty, to start the season off. You know, brilliant, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, beautiful ground at Nelson. Yeah, it is. It's a, yeah, it's a lovely ground. I mean, they they're struggling a bit these last few years in Nelson. You know, as far as getting players in. Um, which is a shame because it is a fantastic ground. And now with two leagues, we don't get to visit there as much as we'd like. Um, but then, yeah, we, you move on to the to the third game. This is Bay Cup. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's at, it's at home. And it's uh, a victory by a one wicket, it looks like. Can you remember that? Oh. No. What? Bay Cup? Bay Cup? No, very rare you can remember Bacon's game. Um, it was pro. You got four for nine, Bush. Did I? It must have been a bad pro. Evan were, Hopkinson or someone, wasn't it? It was you and you and Hodgkinson. Hodgkinson, yeah, yeah, Evan Hopkinson. He got a duck you want, anyway. You want to you want to Google him and find out? Big tall, ugly, <laughs> big tall, ugly bugger. Yeah, so so Bush, we hundred and one for nine. Sorry, Bacon hundred and one for nine at the end of their innings. And we won it, you know, quite a close game with uh, with a few overs to spare, but with nine wickets down, it looks like rough, Rusty and Dave Bartholomew got us through. Can you remember it, Lofty? You went in at ten and with a Barton. Yeah, you remember Barty were a good fielder. He was a decent yeah. fielder. Yeah, a good lad. Yeah. A good rugby player as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, he was uh, decent with David. He went in probably he went in after Dave Keeley, I think. He'd go in about number nine. Yeah. But he, yeah. could hold, he could hold an end up. I think his batting yeah. average was about 12 that year. Not many number nines back in those days would have a batting average of 12. That's probably, I would say, that's probably the equivalent of a batting average of 20 now. Yeah. Yeah, a useful player, as was Dave Keeley. Yeah. Mm. Very unorthodox. Uh, I think he, he only got one, one half century, but it won us a game at Ramsbottom. Mm. Um, great, great. We had a great changing room. We had a real mixture in the changing room. He got oh, sent nice. off at rugby playing for Call of and come and play for Belvedere on left wing after he got sent off as our substitute. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Brilliant, a real character. So we move on to the fourth well, yeah. game. Move on to the fourth game. It's the first defeat, is this one. Uh, Haslinden at Haslinden. It looks like they've got a good score, 217, which as Stan, you know, said, you know, says, and, and it's so true, you know, that's a 300 a, today, in today's uh, wickets, etc. And we fell quite a bit short there. Uh, any memories about that from anyone we could, before we move on? I had a long face. Um, but it's a low wicket. A very, <clears throat> get very low, I'm sure. Aslinden's at that time. Four. If you played at Aslinden at that time, top game off. Four. Right. A bad wicket. Um, right. It weren't too bad for them, though. They got 217. Yeah, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about, I'm talking about us. Bowling-wise. Ron, that's our excuse for getting beat. Don't forget, chaps, don't forget, chaps, in those days, uh, pitches, as I say, were uncovered. You could have a stinker of a pitch in the first the first innings and, and, and it roll out to, to a placid, pleasant pitch. Try this tricky tongue twister. Or vice versa. Uh, the roller was crucial. You could go oh, yeah. out, you could go out and, and, and the roller could wear off and it become placid. Or once the roller wore off, it could become spiteful. That's why this, many of the scores were so low. Um, it, it, it wasn't easy yeah. playing cricket. Or batting, anyway. Or, or bowling, because you could bowl a good ball and it just spat. Uh, yeah. So, so mm. it, you know, it, 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 it nullified it. Well, in that game as well, Lofty. Lofty, that's probably the first time where only having three bowlers gets you a bit exposed because, like Brom says, probably yeah. they didn't they didn't do anything wrong, but you've no you've fewer options, I guess, haven't you? At that oh, point, yeah, yeah. that's mm. true. Well, as I say, for, for a, a medium pace bowler, if you, once you put your front foot down, you you didn't know what you're doing. You, you didn't yeah. know where it was going to go, especially for an abattoir. That yeah. end, it, it was from that end. Roger always used to take best end. <laughs> but he weren't playing that day. He, he won't bowl uphill. He always bowl downhill. But... We'll come on to that later. <laughs> <laughs> the next game, if I'm getting this right, is Bay Cup. I think we're uh, we beat Bay Cup with by five runs. Evan, you've it would appear there. I don't know if you can remember this or or, or if Lofty can. That there's a little bit of changing around the batting order. You've opened the batting on that uh, that occasion, Evan. Can you remember why that was? How you felt your batting was going? Well, if I'm honest, the season was a, a disappointment for me with my batting. You know, I mean, I I got 500 runs, but uh, I was pretty average with the bat. Um, maybe they thought because I was slow, you know, open the batting and see if I can get anchored and, and bat through. I, I don't know. I didn't get. I got 17. Um, yeah. And, uh, Brian got what a thirty odd, and Rusty got thirty odd. Dave Keeley got forty odd. Uh, Bush got a, a collection; he got Pfeiffer. I don't. Did that go on the bar? I suppose it did. You I remember? Yeah, it was. Had a few eight of it. You won the game for us, Bush. <laughs> yeah, and you think, yeah. Rusty's thirty-five not out in there, and yeah. Dave Keeley forty-four. Yep. So they've you know, brought it round, nearly put hundred on for that fifth and sixth mm. wicket. Rusty um, was a very good you know, player for the team. Keith, yeah. he'd open, he'd go in number 11, he'd go in number 6, he'd, he'd do anything. Uh, he, were, he, he were very versatile, Keith. He'd storm off if he, <laughs> uh, if he was moved around in the field. He stormed <laughs> off. At, remember, he's storming off around the <laughs> saying, I've never been so humiliated in my life. We're fielding him in, in every possible position. 
Yeah. And they got free to him every single time. <laughs> it's and, a big deal, uh, isn't it? And it didn't, help, it? it didn't help when he was moaning about being moved. Didn't Iggy shout, would he be better off if we got you a Red Rose Rambler ticket? Stan, Iggy said, Keith, in that incident, said, I've never been as embarrassed in all my life. And I think Iggy said to him, well, you need to get out more, Keith. That's, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, have a, I have a question for Evan. Yeah, um, go on, Jim. You've alluded to your batting and you said you weren't, uh, you weren't particularly happy with it. Was there a reason why? Was it the pictures or did you not acclimatise to? Um, I, I don't know, mate. I, I, I don't know. I'd always averaged... You know, even for the Wellington side, I was in for many years. I was in the top run scorers, and yeah. certainly in club cricket, I dominated with the bat, bat back in Wellington. Um, I don't know, I just you know, 20s and 30s, I got a few 40s, and never sort of. And I'm reading, you know, Collis and Bentley, and not Bentley, but um, yeah, Rob Bentley, he got millions, and um, and I didn't so, but uh, you played at Lower House and the wickets at Lower House. For a minefield. No matter where you played, I played one week against Nelson, and they had uh, a quick bowler, and we had a we had a person called George Bridger with the um, groundsman at the time, and he came to me and he said, uh, "Alan, he said I've got you a good wicket today." I said, "Where?" He said, "Bottom at square there, and right on a length, but biggest stump." It will. It looked like they were a mine shaft trying to get back up. And they wrapped us up, I think, Stan, for about 38 that day. It was Terry Young, wasn't it? It was Terry Young. That was it, Terry Young. Terry Young today, was it? Do you not remember that day we had Noel Guichard as substitute professional and, and yeah. Hunt broke his nose, uh, not in several places, in every place. Uh, and he had to be carried off horizontal to hospital. Yeah. But the wickets were, they, they were never scary for no. they, they, were, they were, they were, they were quite dreadful. They didn't and, tell me heaven at all. And Roger, uh, Roger and myself were warming up before one game. And by this time, the, the groundsman had become Joe Edmondson. I'll never forget, he used to wear a smock. And uh, as Roger and I are warming up, he walks past us and he says, you want to be careful out there to land. today, lads. Somebody could get killed, uh, and that and that's coming from the groundsman, and uh, and he was the groundsman at the same time when when the Headingley pitch was dug up uh, by the free George, somebody, Davis. George Davis, who was an armed robber who they thought was wrongly convicted. Yeah. They dug the Headingley pitch up that season. What Joe did, he would he would repair the footholds by growing seeds in a seed seed tray. And he'd dig an oblong out and plonk yeah. the seed trays off in the in, in the oblong that he cut out for a foothold. And I'm at the runner's end uh, uh, one game, and the professional comes running up to ball, doesn't let go of the ball, and pulls up about five or six yards down the track. And he's got this sod, this sod <laughs> stuck to his spikes. So they, the umpires call the groundsman out, and he takes one look at it and he says, it's them bloody vandals from Edinley. They've done our pictures well. But that's what, I mean, heaven forbid, that's what we were up against. 
That's yeah. funny. And you, and you took <coughs> away. You didn't tell me. No, I get You took away. When it's run out, you come out and you'd say, oh. it's, a, it's a minefield. You'll get killed. Yeah. You'll get killed. You'll get killed. Yeah. That's done with it. So that didn't, that didn't tell me. When you were going in number three, you see what that Send more house to save the house. 